Welcome to episode number four of the Life Inc. podcast. It's, it's felt like a while since I've been in front of this microphone, but you know what? Somehow it just feels natural. This is like, this is where I, this is like my happy place. And I, I enjoy it. Already? I, already, like three seconds in and I'm already feeling like this, this just feels right. This just feels right. Of course. Yeah. So today's topic, I mean, it's it, like, like we mentioned, it's been a while since we put on an episode. Today's topic just kind of, it, it, it flows that way and, and why it's taken that long. Um, not that it's a hard subject for me to talk about, but it's, it's, it was definitely a difficult topic to, to address and not just address, but address it in the way that I think we wanted to address it and, and, and what I wanted to express it because it's a big part of who I am. It's a big part of what makes me and, and just kind of walking you through that journey and just so you can get a better understanding of who I am. And I think it's not only who I am, but how we are together because it's definitely a huge, huge component on it. So um, let's just jump right in. So let's jump right in. All right. So I think today's topic um, is going to be about your father. Yes, or or the lack or the thereof. Lack of the- yeah, <laughs> lack thereof. Um, it's you know it was it, it's I've gone through a bunch of emotions, like a range of emotions throughout this, and I know we'll touch on this, but just from you know early on as a child, not really understanding, going through you know teenage years, those formative years, and and then into adulthood. So definitely, it's 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 eye opening, and once you kind of revisit your history it, it kind of just pops some things into your head and it just kind of becomes a little bit more clear so yeah so i think to start out with with um our conversation is just mainly let's let's go back in time and start out where where it all started right like you um obviously had a father at the beginning right and so how did that all how did it all go down yeah so um and and you know a lot of this stuff is is not foggy just because of the fact that it happened at such an early age. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, my mom and I have had certain discussions about it, but as any mother will do, um, and, and I, and I, you know, to a certain extent appreciate that. Um, she's kind of kept a lot of it out. She's told me the very, you know, what I need to know as far as, the essential part. yeah, like this is why it didn't work out. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of details that, that she's, just not told me and, and, and I respect her for that. Um, growing up, I obviously, I wanted to know a lot of that, but, um, getting ahead of myself there. But for me, you know, last age, I remember living with dad was around age five, um, you know, five to six, somewhere around there. And I have a very, just kind of vague, you know, memory of it. You know, I do remember spending some times with him and like really, really, just having those good, you know, son, dad moments, right. That that you can think of, um, you know, the moments that I can think of when we lived together, there were, there were just, I I didn't, obviously as a kid, I think you just don't see a lot of that stuff, but it were a lot of happy moments. Uh, I remember like, you know, distinctly riding my bike and him, him teaching me that, um, you know, after church, just kind of, or before church, just kind of having breakfast that he would make and just as like, this is for my son type of thing. And those moments, I think, went on to to just kind of 
just kind of form my vision of what it was and, and, and what made mm-hmm. me miss that that more. But just to paint the picture, five or six, um, parents decided to split up. Um, my father had had his own issues that he had to deal with. You know, some of them were alcoholism. Um, you know, that was one of the things that that really drove him and my mom's relationship and, and, and kind of broke it apart um, where it was just getting excessive you know, money that was coming into that was supposed to be for the household was just going into for drinking and he would disappear for days on end type of thing on, on, on binges. And those, it's funny because I don't recall those moments. I don't recall as a kid like ever seeing him not there or, or recall that he was missing for a few days. And, and it's funny how we, we can kind of mm-hmm. go back and repaint history or, or, you know, or revisit it in a, in a sense and just kind of make it to the the good moments or what we want to mm-hmm. remember and, and not focus. And part of that may be just because I was a, a kid at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at that point in time, we split up, you know, my mom moved out. Um, it, it, I don't read. Yeah. Were you well, just for the complete background here you you were the only child yeah only child at that point Um, it was just you your mom and dad everything i've ever known was just always having the attention of both of them um you know at that at that point in time we split up i don't remember where we moved to initially but i do remember seeing my dad on the weekends um and and for me at that point I, i just remember like man i missed this so much every time like i would see him on the weekends like I didn't understand why that just couldn't be a normal thing and why they, like we had to, to split up two right? different, households. two different households. Um, you know, at that point in time, it's like, I've had all I've ever known is five years of my life. Mm-hmm. Just this is, this is together and this has been it. You didn't have like a, you don't remember it being like a scenario or situation where you distinctly remember them having a discussion or anything where you would you could see that that was happening or that was going down the road, right? Like it was just like one day to another sort no, of thing? Or I do, how did I, you... No, no, no. I do remember, like they never had the formal conversation with me, this is what's happening. I think I was just too young. I do distinctly remember arguments and, mm. and, 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 and just the going back and forth, the yelling and stuff like that. It was never abusive to what I, what I can remember and not from what my mom has told me. Um, again, I feel like there's, there's, there's more there, but I'm not going to, place any of that because I don't know on, on, on their relationship. Right. But from what I know, I do remember them being arguments and yelling and stuff like that. Um, and me, I just didn't understand it at that point. Well, we moved, um, just, just to keep moving on with this shortly, probably about a couple, either a year or two after that, um, he moves out of state and he moves to New York. So at that point in time, it, it goes from, it goes from seeing me every weekend to, you know, seeing me every other weekend. And, and it just kind of slowly died off until he moved off to, to out of state. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, I was going to New York in the summers and I would spend a month, almost two months over there with him. Um, that was difficult because. And at what, at what point was that after, were you already like 10? How long was so it? From- it was like eight or nine. Whenever, okay. whenever that first started happening, my most distinct memories of going over there had to be when I was like 10 or 11. That was just really, really tough because, you know, I would live with my mom 
10 months out of the year mm. and I was used to a certain thing and I would go over there and it would take me about two to three weeks initially just to kind of hmm. not miss my mom. Right. And mm-hmm. like being like this, something's off. This is just not like, this is not what I signed up for type of thing, you know? And it, and it was like, man, I miss home. I miss home. But it was so complex because I also missed my dad. Mm-hmm. And then the, the crazy part of it is that I was there just long enough to get uh, acquainted and just to get familiar and just to get used to, used to the of... whole fact of being around him. Mm-hmm. And right when that happened, it was like, well, guess what? Now it's time to go back home. And I would come back here and it would all be the same thing. It would be like a couple of weeks where I was glad to see my mom because I had missed her so much. But now it's like, now I miss my dad. Like mm-hmm. I spent this quality time with him and it, w- it was, it was almost just like you were there just long enough to build a relationship and then it got pulled right under you. And, and, and it got to the point where I, I enjoyed summer because I looked forward to it, but I also kind of like, in a mm-hmm. sense, just was really anxious about summer and not really wanting it to, to get there. And I, and I think that's part of the reason why I did well in school, to be honest with you, is because I was so focused on that that I didn't want summer to kind of be there. Yes, I wanted to see my dad, but I also didn't want to go through all that range of emotions. Um, that's a lot. And you were, what, eight, nine? I, yeah, well, I was, so I was nine, ten, somewhere around there. You were yeah. already having to process so many different emotions and different feelings that I'm sure most eight to nine-year-olds don't typically go through right so having to go through like that emotional feeling of detachment and going through the motions i can see how that could be hard it it was it was it was it was hard like i remember like and you remember i mean eight years old i don't know if i remember eight years old maybe i do maybe 10 years old but for you to remember those type of things they obviously were very important oh yeah no they they were they were very and very crucial to my own development um how, how do you think that that's affected you or how do you think that that's been a part of who you are now? Um, it, it's, it's, it's a big, big part of who I am now. And, and the, one of the main things that, I, that, I'll, that I'll also add is still an only child at that point. Um, mm-hmm. My mom remarried later. Um, well, actually right around that time when I was 10 years old um, and had, you know, that's when my sister came in, into the picture and at that point, like, you know, once you're 10 years old, mm-hmm. you don't really see them as your sibling at that point. You do because you've always like been like, oh, okay, like you've wondered what it would be like to have a, a brother or sister and then a sister comes along. But I felt like I immediately became like a parent mm-hmm. in that sense because I was just old enough to take care of her whenever they needed to go out to the store or they just needed to run some kind of quick errand or they were busy doing chores or whatever. Like I was taking care of, of my sister and you feel more like, a, and I think you have some experience mm-hmm. in this too, because not that there was, obviously there's five of you, but mm-hmm. the difference between you and the youngest is 10 years old as right. well. And so you know what I'm talking about and referring to at that point. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I have a different relationship with my sister than, than I would, than you would with a typical sibling that, you know, you grew up together in that sense. And it's, it's, it is more of a parenting which, which brings a different dynamic to it, but not to get too, too far ahead of it, but one of the things too with, and I bring all that up just to say this, one of the things that I felt kind of developed within me is that I had to be the man of the household from very early on, even before my, 
you know, my mom remarried, she leaned on me to help her with different things. Obviously with, with my mom having a, and, and I'll touch on my mom's background a little bit here in a second too, but I had to lead on a lot of different stuff because my mom relied on me for a lot of, you know, let's just, let's just say how it is just a lot of the stuff that, a that a husband would have to yeah. like, you know, deal with the finances. Hey, help me out with this bills, you know, not paying them, but like read through, you know, read through. Out. Hey, and she would also like, you know, no fault of her own. She would also rely on me to help make decisions with her because as, as, as any, any person would like, you always need that, that accountability, that person that you can just ask for advice on. Unfortunately for her, I was just 10, right? And I can only mm-hmm. do so much, but she would still lean on it because I was all she had at, mm-hmm. at that point. And so I was forced to grow up at a, from a very young age and, 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 and kind of develop in that sense. So to, to answer your question, yeah, that, that was crucial for me just because the fact of my father not being there, I had to take on a, a different role way earlier than, mm-hmm. than, mo- than most would have to. But I feel like that's definitely developed me into who I am now. Um, you know, you read all the statistics, and I, and I think we were talking about this earlier, um, of if you look into fatherless homes and, 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 and the, the stats just on what a future looks like for, for a certain child, like everything in it says that, you know, you're in and out of jail, addiction problems, abusive problems, just, you know, in trouble all the time. And I can honestly say that that has not been anything that I've dealt with. And, but it's something that, that obviously because of the numbers, like it's something that's very prevalent and something that you can easily Mm -hmm. fall into. Um, what do you think has kept you from becoming that statistic? I, I I think it's a combination of one, my mom, because from very early on, like one of the things that I've always felt like is that I felt like I needed to be her protector in a sense. Mm. And, you know, I saw her as, man, like she relies on me for a lot. Obviously she needs me. Um, She doesn't have somebody there in her her life. And and I'm realizing this at eight, nine years old, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm. from that early on, I'm like, I don't want to disappoint her or do something that's just going to add more stress and more burden on her. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a lot of what kept me like from, just getting into trouble because I'm, I'm going to tell you this, like <laughs> I, I hung out with like people that, that were getting in trouble and like me, I always, and I, now I recognize this, but back in the day, I'm like, I always wanted people's attention. And now I know that it's because, you know, you, you go through all this, like I didn't have a father at home. I always wanted that father figure's attention. So I gravitated a lot towards, you know, football coaches, like just, you know, youth pastors and stuff like that, because I always wanted that, that father figure attention. So I kind of called out for it in a sense without knowing it, mm-hmm. but, um, that, and the other part of it is just, it was just me. Like I was determined to, you know, I, I did go through some resentment, uh, of my father, like not, I would never say that I hated him. And, and I know that I've talked to other people where they're like, man, I, I hated him for what he did. I never went through that. I did have resentment as far as like just wondering why and, mm-hmm. you know, like. And you faulted yourself, it sounds like. I, a I, little bit? A little bit. Like, you know, 
I never faulted my mom and I know that they had their issues and I never saw her, I guess because I never saw her fault and, and stuff like that. She always wanted a better life for us and, and just wanted to always just do what's best. You know, I saw my mom work two jobs at point, like just earning bare minimum wage. When I look at it now, it's like, how did she do it? <laughs> and I'm looking at her income that she had back then. And I'm just like, how in the world did you survive? And how in the world did I never go hungry? I never can have a memory where I'm like, man, I was like in a bad shape. Yeah. I wanted stuff like any kid would and felt like, Oh, we couldn't afford this. And, and she would do her best to do to, to, to obviously get what I wanted, but it would never like, I the remember, yeah, I remember the not Jordans having, and the, <laughs> yeah, I remember wanting a lot of different stuff. And, 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 you know, I was a big Dallas Cowboys fan. The one big thing that I have memory is that I wanted a Deion Sanders Jersey growing <laughs> up. And, um, my mom, you know, not obviously not into football at all. Um, scrounged up some money and, bought me a Dan Marino Miami Dolphins jersey <laughs> from Ross. Um, and at that time, I was like, no, this is not what I want. Like, who wants this turquoise jersey? Like, <laughs> number 13, really? Like, no, mom. But, like, looking back, I'm just like, she put all that money into it because she knew that that was something I really wanted. And just the sacrifices that she had to make and and you realize that it just makes you like for me at least it made me like just want to be more be there for her be whatever I need because I know that she sacrificed a lot and I know that you know she put her life on hold in a sense because she could have you know you know brought married somebody else earlier on just to have that but Mm -hmm. she didn't want to have another situation, the same thing and just bring in somebody else. And it just be like a, you know, like a revolving like a door. Holder. Yeah. Right. And it was like, no. So, um, and I'm going off on a tangent there, but it's, it's, I've gone back plenty of times and just thought like, I think like any normal person would, and just kind of ask themselves like, how would it be different? Right? Like mm-hmm. if my, if my father was around, would I be, mm-hmm. you know, would I be this? And, and, and that's a very, very tricky tricky, tricky slope to, to, to go down because you can get caught, caught in what ifs all the time. But I honestly, and funny, cause you asked me this question earlier, would you change a thing? And I, I can honestly tell you, I, I would not, um, you know, was there a lot of suffering? Was there a lot of pain? Yes. Was there a lot of moments that I felt, man, there must be something wrong with me that my dad only reaches out once a year, um, to talk to me. Like, how can I be just so bad that somebody doesn't want me in that sense um, or want a relationship with me? But I I would go back and say that all that has formed me and made me who I am. Um, you know, I could be totally different if he was in the picture, right? I could have gotten all the attention that I that I that I that I that I wanted at the time, and me would have, I would have still probably wanted the wrong attention and got caught up in the wrong ways or whatever it is. So I, 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 I never like to go back and say, what if, what if, what if, um, because I, I think it never works out the same way that you think it would. I think it has kind of a different effect that you're not ready to, to, to evolve. And I'm, 
actually pretty content with the way that I am. I feel like that that helps me in our relationship mm-hmm. because not in a sense that I had it modeled or 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 I saw it as an example, but the lack thereof made me see like I know what my mom wanted and needed from a partner and I feel like that helps us in our relationship because I can be that for you. Um, and Honestly, it, it made me more in tune with my own emotions too. Um, because growing up as a teenager, I remember just dealing with all this, but also figuring out like, I feel this way because of this. Mm-hmm. And which is something that I feel like sometimes it takes you into older years to, to, to really figure out. I was able to figure it out at a younger age and it's really, really benefited me in, 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 in that sense. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I truly admire you for being able to recognize all that at such an early age and not and you wanting so much attention and not falling in that wrong path because you could easily crave so much attention that regardless of how you're getting that attention you just go down that path and in this case you really saw how much it meant for your mom for you to be there and for you to really uphold a certain position in your in in the household and and the fact that you were like a man at eight years old, um, that's that's pretty, pretty admirable. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely has shaped you in the way you are. And I think a lot of the experiences we have um, shape us. But this was one that not a whole lot of people get to go through. Um, so truly admirable. Um, do you think that there, there was a time where, like, I guess, at what point did you stop seeing your dad like at what point I know that you mentioned you were still with him or seeing him in the summers but at what point did you stop seeing him because once I mean 10 years old I mean you're getting to the teenage years and and going through like you loving sports and wanting that dad around and not having that and then going to like middle school where you start getting into sports and knowing you you know football is so important so like at what point did you stop seeing him and and did that affect that part of your life as you get to the teenage years so the age that I stopped seeing him was around 14 mm. um and part of that was the the whole experience of me actually it's funny how it all works out because I wanted to help my mom cover some bills and because I know that at, at this point in time like you're 14 you're, you're able to understand a lot more and, and what's going on and like the difficulties that she's facing so I've started working jobs with, with my uncle, um, in the summers. And I, and I started working like some construction stuff like that with, with him and just trying to earn a little bit of extra money. And then I, I worked at our church as well. So, um, I brought in some money, but that, at that point it was like my summers were getting booked, but the conversation was, you know, the dialogue between me and me and him kind of had grown, grown faint a little bit where I I, I mentioned earlier that we spoke about once a year and that's, that's, that's really, that was really the case. Um, but I, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I know that we just, there was one year that we just didn't talk at all. And that was the year that, you know, I decided, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to work through the summer and see, make it, make about as much money as I can as a 14 year old and, and just help provide some money and some relief for, for my mom in that sense, as far as to helping in that direction. And I think that that just kind of snowballed into one year turned into two. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, there was communication, but there just wasn't like the, 
the the whole let's hey come up here and, and all that or the like, like some, yeah like the invitation it was just more to to say that we talked you know um so yeah it, it was around 14 and i felt like at that point i probably had something to do with it because obviously i filled my schedule up mm-hmm. um and it, it just it just snowballed from there to the point where it just became normal not seeing him um and he wouldn't text, so or, or I guess at that point call, right? Yeah. Um, so you kind of just took it upon yourself to continue your life as as what you knew. You and, know? And, and and yeah, continue my life, but don't get me wrong. Like a part of me wanted that relationship with him, especially in those formative years, like you were talking about. Like you know, I was I was really involved into sports, and it you'd see it every single time. Like, you know, the parents come out and like, they come out to all your games. They're there afterwards. Um, yeah. Again, my mom could only be involved so much because she would, you know, she would be working jobs and stuff like that too. And, and she just wasn't able to, to be at a lot of events. So there was a lot of events that just kept smacking me in the face with it. Like just remembering that, okay, your dad's not here. Right? Your dad's not here. Um, and, well, and just having one parent, I mean, two people is easier to attack. Like one can go here, one can go there, one's working, one can go to the game. But with it just being one person working, like providing, like there was no time for that fun time where she could just take off. And I'm sure she was probably tired, if not going to another shift. And so that, I'm, and, the, and the funny part is that, not funny, but that you saw all that and it only made you work harder as opposed to going the other way. And I think that's another, I mean, another, another thing that, um, is so admirable, you know, like the, the fact that you saw that and it not only made you like who you are, but it made you work harder and really establish who you are now. And and I'm truly grateful for that too, because like just from early on, like that's not a concept that I feel like a lot of people can make and that, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm bragging about that, but that it, it it's, it's hard to grasp that and, and kind of go that direction at that young age mm-hmm. and say like, right. no, this is, this is, I'm going to use this for, for good and to actually benefit me and catapult me to the next thing. And I think a lot of the thing too was, you know, growing up, I wanted to be successful, obviously because of my mom and like, I wanted to be able to provide for her, but a part of me also wanted to, get my dad's attention and just, mm. and just kind of say like, you know what? I did this without you type of thing. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was a lot of that growing up. Like for me during my teenage years where I'm like, I want to be somebody, I want to do this. And it's weird because it wasn't for me. And it was just more like, I want to, I want to make you want to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And one way it was like, I was going to call out from it. It's like, I'm going to be so successful that I want to make you reach out to me again. And, you know, I ran into, into, to this, this concept that just kind of paints it all delight. And that, I think this is kind of what grew my understanding of that was the wrong mentality. Um, not sure if you're familiar with, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you've got to meet certain needs first before you can kind of meet other growth and, and developmental needs. So one of the things is obviously, you know, the very fundamental, you need 
food, you need air, you need all the fundamentals just to, 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 to live, right? And then after that, you need like the love, support. And after that, you start dealing with your own personal needs as far as fulfillment, just, you know, advancement and just transcendence and all, and all that. And for me, I, I didn't have that. I was missing a key developmental need in, in, the, one, in the role of a father and, and that love there that I could never work on my own growth and my own development because I hadn't fulfilled that initial, that, that prior need before. And the reason I say all that is because I was working to get his attention, but in the sense it was, I wasn't developing myself there. I was developing this other person that I wanted to be to get somebody else's attention. And that was never going to last. That was never going to be, that was never going to be good for me. And it wasn't until I realized that you know what? I'm never. I'm not gonna do anything to get his attention. I need to be who I am for me and what I want to be and what motivates me. That that's when I when I've kind of said I, I kind of dropped that of like I need to get his attention and it's like I need to focus on myself and and what I need to do. And you know it's hard mentally because you go through so many emotions. Like like I said, you you experience rejection. You experience you know loneliness you you experience having to mature and grow up at an early age and and, and all while becoming a teenager and going through those formative oh. years and it there is it's just a lot there um to go with it that it even affect me into adulthood you know as, as far as like trying to like figure figure stuff out and like man like i wish i had somebody that has gone through this that i could just reach out to mm-hmm. right and like from a and i think as a guy it, it's it's really and I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way and sound right, but I think as a guy, you almost want that other guy perspective and just seeing, okay, like, how did you deal with this? How did you deal with, with, you know, with girlfriends? How did you deal with this? How did you deal with this type of emotion? Stuff that I couldn't necessarily go to my mom with. And I, and I had to figure mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff out of my own. And there was a lot of, lot of trial and error with that where, you know, where I may have not have had that if, if that was the case, but Again, don't regret it because I felt like through that trial and error, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my capabilities and, and, and what I what I could become that, you know, and, and I'll backtrack a little bit because I did think about, you know, growing up like, man, I, I want my mom to have somebody mm-hmm. and, I, and I want her to, to just not suffer and not have to go through this and not have to 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 deal with all the situations that she did. And, you know, I mentioned she got remarried and, 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 you know, about the one good thing that, that I could say happened through that was just my sister, like her coming into it because I felt like that gave me another thing that I'm like, okay, this is somebody else that looks up to me, somebody else that's counting on me. And now it's like, like, like when I, when I said that I was like, uh, parent. Yeah, I was a parent and I was a, a, a you know a husband all in one, right? <laughs> Which sounds super weird. At ten, as <laughs> super weird, but it's it, it really formed who I was. And you know, she got in a, in, a, in another relationship that that didn't work out, and I won't touch too much on that. But it was a lot of the same issues. Um, and to me, it was just more like it was more, man. This is something that I wanted her to have, but it actually put her in a worse place. Than, than, than she was because sometimes as, as a child you think or as a, as a son and daughter you think that this is what's best for them like they just want but it actually ends up not being the best thing for them 
And and she'll admit it to this time and age that I think that stunted a lot of her relationship goals and a lot of her relationship, you know, like mentality that she had to the point where she she didn't want to date. She didn't want to talk to anybody else for the longest, longest time. And I know that that's hurt her emotionally, hurt her mentally. And just she's dealt with a lot of self-doubt and a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff that she's had to deal with all because of that. And, you know, it was very easy for me to say, man, things would be different if we had this. Yeah, she wouldn't be suffering if we had this. But when she, when that got flipped up, upside down and like, okay, now she had that, it actually ended up hurting her mm-hmm. more, I felt like, in the long run than, than, than what happened. And not so, that, yeah. So at one point you wanted her to have all that or have that husband, have that partner. And then when she did get that, it ended up hurting her in a different level because this was now the second time she's been hurt this way. And and so sometimes, and this is a good lesson, I mean, obviously you're a kid, but like sometimes you want stuff for your parents that you don't necessarily know the ins and outs about, you know? Like you only think you want the best thing for them, but at the end of the day, they know exactly what they're doing and they know, obviously they've, they learn their own lessons and, and sometimes... It's hard, but as a kid, you don't know that. And and I think that's what takes, you know, the parent being able to do, learn their own lessons. And, and in this case, like, it happened twice, and then that was it. Like, she's like, I'm done. And I think at that point, you also kind of learned your lesson where you were like, you know what, let's, we could do it ourselves, like, even if we're struggling, but at least it's just us and not added, adding more issues and pressure to this family. It's like, this is the animal we know type yeah. of thing. We can control That's... this. Like, this is all we've known as far as struggling financially mm-hmm. and, 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 and going from, you know, apartment to apartment type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, this is what we know. Once you introduce that third party mm-hmm. into it, it's like, that just comes with a whole different onset of issues that that would be great if it had worked out for her, right? And we may be talking about a different story with us. And, and in so many relationships that happens... Right. But so many other relationships too, when, when you look out and you, you see the stats, you see numbers as you get into another relationship, it just ends up being worse than mm-hmm. the one that you had before or, or just a completely different set of problems. And for me in my vision, I could say like, oh, that would just be perfect because this would solve her need of having a partner. This would solve her need, need of, you know, relying on me and putting all those pressures on me. Right. Um, this would just be perfect for her. But in the end, it didn't work out that way. And I think mm-hmm. we can caught, be, we can get caught up in that sense of, oh, what if, and this will work out great, and it doesn't end up working that way um, how, how we want it to. And, and, and that's why I don't like playing that what if game or, mm-hmm. or, or even saying, and one of the things I hate is, you know, judging other people's lives about like yeah. saying like, I think this is best for them because we never even, we, first of all, every person has their own individual self and their individual wants and needs Mm -hmm. that you can't understand because you're not that person. And second of all, if it gets to that way, how, how do, how are you guaranteed that it's going to work out the way that you're thinking about it, or it's going to be better for that person? You can't. So at that point, it's each person makes their own decisions. You, you let each person live by how they want to live. And that's why I never put any pressure on, and I, I am glad to say this, you know, cause it would have been very easy for me to say like to my mom, like, please find somebody. Like I want a dad, I want somebody. Right. Or, and, or not only that, but like get some of the responsibilities off your plate. Right. And, and to another adult or right. to an adult. Yeah. To, to an <laughs> to adult. An yeah. Adult. yeah. <laughs> no. So, 
it, it would have been very easy to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't put that burden on her um, mm-hmm. to force herself into finding something for me because that would have been super, super unfair to her mm-hmm. um, and not beneficial to me, I feel like, just mm-hmm. because it, I, I would have been looking for something that I don't think anybody else could provide at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that, that was a long-winded answer to that. But, no, um, I think it's developed me into who I am now and not that I'm a perfect person and not that I'm the, the person that I even want to be yet, but I felt like that's, that's a, a lot of what instills my character and in, in wanting to be able to, to, to provide, wanting to just be there emotionally for somebody, um, just wanting to help out. Um, it, it's really led into, into a lot of that for me. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you are such a sweet person and, and you grew up with your mom, so obviously, like, that's that maternal love that you got from her because you, that's all you guys had for a while. Like, that became who you are. And and you were able to, I mean, you, you're just the sweetest, you know, like, and you have so much to offer and such a kind heart. And I think that that's all comes from then. Go on. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, it, it, it's funny that, that that even gets brought up because you and and this may be a podcast in itself within somebody else but just my mom's background and everything that she's had to deal with I don't feel that she was in the right stage to provide that emotional mm-hmm. um level of education to me and that 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 emotional education right but she somehow did and so somehow she managed and, and it she did the best with what she could at the time and and I can never fault somebody for that. Was she the perfect mother and, and like she did everything perfect? No. And I feel like none of us could ever be that. Right. Um, but I'm grateful for everything that she provided to me, everything that she was able to entrust me with. Um, she did the best job that she could have done with what she had available Mm -hmm. at her resources, you know, Mm -hmm. um, from education, from her educational background, just from her, childhood background like she's been through some trauma in her life and for her to still be able to say like you know what I'm going to provide one way or another we're going to see this through um it, it, it was great and and you know she she always made sure that she was at least you know she was hard-headed enough to instill a lot of good values in me and it was like you know I don't know how we're going to make it but we're going to do this one of the things that you know I'm, I'm eternally grateful for for her for to her for is because of the fact that, you know, my relationship with, with, with Christ is because of her. Um, she was able to, to model a lot of those behaviors and, and, you know, really push me towards really understanding myself and myself in, in the sense of that relationship with, with, with God. And honestly, it's, it's, it's great that we bring this up too, that we kind of touch on this because a lot of the, I think that's what formed a lot of that's one, me wanting a father, that I was able to run to the father in, in, in that sense and, and, and really, really find my connection with, with him, my connection with myself, how I fit in this world, what I wanted to do. Um, like by all means, I'm not perfect. Never had, never have I been, I, you know, I've made a lot of, lot of mistakes and a lot of things that, that, you know, I wish I wouldn't have done, wish I would have done this way type of things. But it's, it, it's, it's all part of, part of it and part of growing up and finding, finding that identity, mm-hmm. um, that it took me years to, because, you know, 
honestly, once once we were married, I know that we were I was still dealing with with some stuff that 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 coming from a fatherless home would would have would have had, you know. I still had when we talk about it, when we I and mean, you and I have had, you know, pretty deep conversation about that and there there's still some pain there, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's not the same type of pain. It's just more of like cuz I wonder just like the question is always there is why, you know, mm-hmm. and it's funny because, you know, I, I saw him again. I was just going to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I know you, you were heading that way. I saw him again, man, like after not seeing him, probably like it had to have been like 12, 15 years later, something after that. So I, I was, I was an adult at that point and there was a lot of, the, but you know, I, I didn't want to know why at that point. We had a lot of conversation about that. and So wait, let's backtrack. How did you contact? Did he contact you? You contacted him? How did it go down? So, yeah. So he came into town. Um, Irving? Th- yeah, yeah. He came into <laughs> town. So through family members, he got my phone number. Okay. Um, he was able to contact somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody, right, type of thing, and got my phone number, um, called me up, and... That that was a wild call, um, because when you're not expecting it, it's just kind of like you don't know what. And I and I think it was almost just good that I was just kind of blindsided that way because mm-hmm. um, I accepted. We went out to dinner. Um, I met him up. It was a day that he was before he flew back home. Um, so we we talked. We 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 had some pretty good conversation. All I really really was interested in it was just how's your life been? Like, you know, what are you up like, to? Who are you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it's half of my, do? half of my life that I haven't seen you at this point. You know, I'm, I'm almost like, but to you, you, you probably, I don't know. Like, what did you feel like? You're like, Oh, this is my dad. But do you feel that connection at that point after not seeing him for 15 years? Do you feel like he's your dad or do you feel like you're just having dinner with another person? Like could be a relative. <laughs> Well, it, it's it's weird because no, I I don't feel like it's like I'm having dinner with my dad because I feel like that whole and I'm I'm gonna sound really cliche, but I feel like you earned that dad title, right? Right. And yeah. um, I don't I don't feel like we had that that bond and that relationship. I do remember obviously like the the very early on toddler ages, like I was mentioning, like that that type of thing. But that wasn't enough to and at that stage in my life to kind of form that, but. It, I did have a deeper connection than it would just be like a friend. It was like, this is a, this person's my father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was some sense of connection there. So I do remember, you know, going into that, being kind of nervous, like not knowing what to expect. What am I going to feel? Um, but just being there was just more like, okay, it was just, I just want to know, like, what you've been up to and, like, what where you're at now, um, what's going on with your life type of thing. We... I got his, obviously we had his phone number. Um, this part is, um, the next day he, obviously we had dinner, said goodbyes and all that stuff. And he was, like I said, he's flying out the next day. The next day he called me. Um, I'm assuming right before his flight left. Um, I, I don't know why I didn't answer the phone. It's not like I rejected the call. I might've been busy. I, I don't remember exactly why. But I do remember having that missed call. Mm. I I knew he was flying back. I didn't return the call. Um, 
I don't know if I wasn't there yet, like to kind of mm-hmm. pursue that relationship or not knowing, wanted to opening up that can of worms, but I just, I just didn't call back. Um, looking back, should I have? Probably should have. Um, but since that point, I have not heard from him mm-hmm. at, at that point. Um, and I don't know if things would be different if I had answered that call um, or if I would have returned that call or you know, I've gone through that. I've gone through that scenario in my head too, believe it or not, as far as like, even at, the, at an older age, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, yeah, but he could have called again or reached out. But I also see it from his perspective and was like, well, him not answering and not returning that call, maybe he didn't want, he doesn't want that. So I definitely see his side of things from, from that as well. So I don't blame him in that sense. I, I, I probably have more blame in that than, 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 than he would. Um, and it's, like I said, it's been now probably about, oh gosh, like eight years probably since, mm-hmm. since, since that interaction. Um, I did hear from, from a family member that he tried to reach out and get my phone number again. Um, and they didn't give it to him this time because they were like, well, you should have it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going through all that mess. <laughs> and I think they got in a little bit back and forth, but, um, nonetheless, it's, it is one of the things that, 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 that comes into conversation for us from time to time. And I know that I recently texted the number, the last number that I had for him, um, just because I had a feeling I would kind of wanted to know how he was. Well, um, and, and him living in New York and the whole um, situation there with um, COVID, yeah. I think that's what got you started. And again, like, this is you, like, this is who you are. Like, you're just so kind hearted and you, you just wanted to make sure he was okay knowing that the population in New York was, I don't know what the numbers were, but I mean, a lot of people got it in New York, you know? And so just the fact that you were um, like worried for him when he's only kind of treated you badly, you know, for most of your life. Yeah. And, 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 and says a lot. And yeah. And I don't, I don't want to say like treated me badly. Right. Because like, yeah, I'm, I say it in a way like, you had to go through a lot. Yeah, because yeah, he for wasn't sure, there. for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and the reason I say I don't want to say treated me badly is because I'm sure he had his reasons, whatever they were, and you know he's got to deal with his own stuff, and I'm sure yeah. he's he's had some doubt, and I'm sure he's had regret and stuff like that too. Um, on my end, I like I said, I don't regret a lot of stuff. I felt regret, and I felt a lot of stuff early on, but looking back and and who I am now, I don't feel any bit of that because. I truly, truly believe I am the person I am today because of that. And, mm-hmm. and for, and for that, I, I would give him thanks, you know, um, mm-hmm. because indirectly he was, he was able to provide that, but yeah. So reached out to him and, and, and again, I don't know if that's still his, his number, he has he changed it or anything, but never heard back. Um, but it, it is one of those things that it's, as, as that goes on, like it never, I, I, I'm starting to begin that think that that's something that just never goes away. That, that just wanting to, to, to know, wanting to have that connection, not at a, at like a, oh my gosh, like we have this tight, tight relationship type of thing, but just that, that link that's always there. Mm -hmm. That's always wanting to know like what he's like, making sure that he's okay type of thing. And I mean, you're related, right? At the end of the day, you still feel like it's, it's your dad. And, and I've kind of, like, obviously, like, I hate that he made you go through all that, but, I mean, it's made you who you are, and I'm thankful for that, too. Yeah, and, and you know, the the main thing is, you know, 
a lot of the stuff that happened with with my mom and seeing how she how she lived and how she developed and stuff like that 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 was that was a lot tougher on me than the stuff that happened to me um because I guess in my own sense, I understand how I developed and how I grew and how I became to be out of that. But with her, I just saw a lot of the suffering that I can't understand her mentality and how she lived because I'm not her. Um, so I guess I see it in a different perspective in that way. But yeah, that's, 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 that's that in a nutshell uh, for me. So. Yeah. Is there, um, is there anything else that you, I mean, I know nowadays you kind of, we talk about him randomly. Yeah. But I think it's always going to be one of those things that you're like, yeah, well, it is what it is, but wish it was better. Yeah, for for sure. Um, you know, it, it comes up in conversation from random time because there's, there's, there's stuff that'll happen about, you know, talk about fatherhood or we'll talk about, you know, that bond or we'll talk about different, different little things. And it was like, it just reminds me and, and, and we'll, and we'll just verbalize it and, and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't hurt as it did before. And, and, you know, I think one of the, one of the memories that I do recall early on in our, in our, in our marriage was having, and I don't know what triggered this, but it was just something in the, and I remember being in the kitchen and something triggered it. And I just started bawling. And we were talking about him and it was almost like a, it's almost like a sob type of thing. Right. And yeah. it was more just like, why didn't he want anything to do with me? And that's the last time that I remember asking that question, um, to myself. And maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you needed that. Like you needed to find an avenue to cry it out. Maybe. I don't know if you had done that before. I don't think I had seen you like that before. No, I, I about him. Th- that I remember I never I didn't have that and like and again that could be just revisionist history on my on my end and, and trying to remember it differently than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember having that type of type of moment. Um, that may have been, you know, that one thing that I needed kind of like a little bit of closure type of thing. Get out of your system. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it, it, emotions are a real real thing in that way, and and you, and it's funny because you just don't know exactly when it's going to manifest itself. You don't know how it's going to, how it's going to portray itself or what you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the beauty of this whole, this whole thing too, that it's as you, just when you think you've got it figured out and you think like, okay, I, I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my own skin and I know it's because of this. It's something like that hits you and it's just kind of like, what the heck's going on? Right. And it, and it just kind of throws it off for a whack. But I, th- I think that's just part of like, Meant being mentally aware and being mentally healthy too, to, to be at a point where my happiness doesn't depend on the actions of somebody else. Mm -hmm. My happiness depends on how I react to Mm -hmm. the actions of somebody else. And I think when you're able to grasp that and when you're able to just kind of really, really own that in the sense that you can't hurt me, how I react to what you do can hurt me. Yeah, that's good. That, that like, it just takes you from one place to a different type of strength that it's, it, it's, it's, it's invaluable because to me, it, it just makes me realize how in control of things we are 
when we feel like we're not in control sometimes. And, and, and I feel like that leads to a lot of sometimes anxiety, sometimes depression and things like that, because we feel like we're not in control, but mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of things that sometimes that things that we can control, it just takes a lot of self-awareness, mm-hmm. a lot of self-discipline to, to be able to do. Um, and stepping back and just evaluating the situation for what it is, instead of just going down that rabbit hole, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to, to unengage yourself with something that's so close, but stepping back and being able to really hound down on what you really believe and how you want this outcome. Like, what is your outcome? What do you really want it to eventually look like? And that's that's probably the hardest part, like realizing that, that you need to step back and yeah. rethink things. And, and, and don't get me wrong, this wasn't something that I learned from, you know, from, from night right. to day type of thing. This was years and years and years in the making that I had to realize that and go through a lot of pain and a lot of suffering just to to understand that and to get to that point. Um, but if, if if you're having issues like that, just just realize that it's 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 a lot of how we process our own things too, and and, and make sure that you're able to process things in a way that that don't let other people dictate. And, and that's why I'm a huge 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 advocate for don't let other people dictate your own actions. Don't let people dictate your own emotions. You be that, that person, you be the one that dictates how you feel. And I think we've had conversations about this and, 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 and in certain situations when, when we feel some type of way about something and I'm like, well, why are we letting this person get you that way? Because, you know, some like the phrase that sometimes, and there's lots of little quirks and nuances like that, that you know about me that kind of gets me like the phrase that gets me like, Oh, this person gets me so mad. Or, or like this person does this to me. I'm like, but I, what I don't get is how does that person do something to you to make you feel and make you change the way of the, you, you process that emotion. You're doing you, that to yourself. You think. think of how you want to react. Like no person should have that control that where one thing that they say makes you just this, like, no, like we've got to be able to kind of be self-aware and be able to self-identify in that sense. I think it also takes a lot of mental, like, confidence right and like understanding how your mind works and telling your mind what to think instead of it going down a rabbit hole yeah mental health yeah. It's, a de- it's a thing For, no it's it's it, it, it's a real real thing and, and it's one of those when, things that you don't understand like sometimes yeah. because you just either going through the process of, yeah. of of growing in that and you haven't realized it yet or you just or you're just not well versed in it but it, it is a definitely real real thing and it can be one of those things that just grounds you or it can be mm-hmm. one of those things that once you learn it and learn how to master it, it propels you just to a different different level i mean your your situation could have taken you down a different path and just and, you and the numbers show that right right and it's and it's and it's and it's and it's funny that that it didn't i'm just so blessed that it did not um go that go that route but anything is possible anything is possible <laughs> if you put in the work and put in the time right that's right. So that that is a little bit into into, and I and I could go on and on and on again, like like I said about this, um, but that is just a little bit into what shaped me, what developed me, what makes me who I am, um, and it's not the adding of something into my life, but it was the subtracting of something into my life that 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 kind of made me gain more um, things that sometimes we see as negatives. Sometimes we see as, man, like all this stuff that we had to go through, all this stuff has actually shaped us into who we are right now. And we wouldn't be who we are if we hadn't gone through those moments. Mm -hmm. And 
whether you're happy with who you are or whether you're not, there's always a learning lesson and some, some characteristic. And, you know, you can always find something that you like about yourself and something that you, that, that you, that you don't like about yourself. But a lot of the things that are shaped by our past, a lot of the things are shaped by the people that we've encountered, whether we like them or not, those people shape us into who we are. And mm-hmm. only, only us, you. only you can, yeah. can, can, dictate whether that's a positive or a negative for you and how you how you use that um to to actually make make you better and and i think understanding that that is key into your own development key into your own success and key into your own happiness because so good yeah yeah, so 100 it's 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 invaluable like i said because you've got to know that everything that happens to you and it's not that everything happens to you for a reason because everything that happens to you 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 know, isn't, there isn't one reason for it. And there's not just one outcome. It can take you one way. It can take you the other, but everything that has happened to you has molded you and shaped you into who you are now. It's just what you do with that person that you are now. That's good. That's going to take you to the next level. Are you going to want to be just like your parent, um, that, that was there, or are you going to learn from that and be like, no, I'm my own person. I know that I became this. I don't want to do this. I do want to do this that they Mm -hmm, did. mm -hmm, I don't mm want to do this. It let you you've got to realize you choose that, your own path yeah and that person regardless of how much they hurt you how much they they loved you whatever it is it developed developed you and you have a purpose you have a reason you just got to find what that is and and, and just march straight ahead so mm-hmm. that's i i hope that that helps somebody and that that and if not it just helps you learn a little bit more about me and and a little bit about us as well so with that being said thank you thank you so much look forward to doing another episode of these again so until next time y'all have a great day bye